Hey, Danny, has anyone told you you remind them of Bill Burr? Yeah, I, you know what? I get I get that quite a bit, and I get uh, Bill Burr. I get Ron Howard. Uh, good like, Ron Howard, that's the best wish. one. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? This is Comic Book Cinema. My name's Jonathan. This is Matt from Talking Pop Culture. This is James Arline, former co-worker of mine, super cool dude. Mr. Antoine Lyons, former classmate. What's up, world? Forever friend. Mr. Danny O'Manny, the infamous Danny O'Manny. And we have all assembled today to discuss the first Black Panther movie that released in 2018 and took the world by storm. I just want to say it could have been better, but hey. I love the beginning of the film, how it starts off. I've always said that I wanted Black Panther to be Marvel's Batman. I like how it started off in the night and he's, you know, like. They used the actual costume. They used the real costume. It wasn't that CGI stuff you can tell, but the rest of the movie, they went CGI and they just messed it up. Yeah, we'll get into that later. We'll get into that later, but. Yes, I love that the the intro, you know, like there's there's fear in the henchmen, you know, they're like, where's he at? Where and you know, he's throwing people and I love that. I personally I thought it was fantastic. I mean, because I mean seeing him in Civil War when that was our first interaction with him brought me nothing. I had nothing but anticipation. I mean, that was the that was one of the big highlights of the of Civil War was there was an introduction of several characters, but he was one of them, Spider-Man was one of them. His introduction into it was just so great and it was so impressive. And I was so hyped that I had nothing but anticipation going into it. So like seeing it in there and just, I I mean, it was just like, yep, let's get right into this. And I just, I enjoyed it. So it was awesome. The beginning, especially. So, man, I I love the whole film. I love the film, especially the start. I'm a massive behind Denzel Washington. I'll put uh, Michael B. Jordan up there. I love him as an actor and um, I, I was loving it. One thing that I didn't like about the movie was the humor. I felt like uh, the dry humor, and sometimes, you know, some people like dry humor, some people don't. They tried to insert the meme, the what are those, and all of that inside of there. Well, like, Shuri, to me, my biggest problem with the humor was Shuri. It seemed like a lot of her jokes, and it's not really the actress's fault, Letitia Wright. I think it's just more so like writing, perhaps. Yeah, all of her jokes, like with the sandals, like, what are those? And, yep. you know, a lot of that stuff just didn't work for me. Like, I found myself just going Don't get a lot with, from I'm a lot of her jokes. Film. It's, it's a good film for what they for what they did. It's a good film. Don't let me say it like that. I'm just saying it could have been better. It could have been a lot better. Yeah. With those jokes, man, like, that was probably the least Marvel film that had the corny jokes. Because I hate, I hate it. I hate how they see it. But this didn't have as many bad jokes as what all the other films have had. This was probably the least with the jokes. I don't know. I felt this was a lot more serious, a lot better compared to... You're right. I don't know. For whatever reason, the humor for me was a big misstep. Some burning, bright burning examples that I think of when I think of too much humor is Thor Love and Thunder, is the first Ant-Man film. 
the first Ant-Man film, there was like a lot of silly, like just unnecessary humor in moments that were supposed to be serious. So Black Panther wasn't like that in that regards as far as like, okay, this is really a silly joke to be throwing out there in a, in a serious time. It wasn't like that. It was just to me, the humor just didn't work. I feel like by and large, as much as I am a big, as a fan of the MCU and as much as I love Marvel, I think there are some times where it's just like, and I think Matt was touching on it a little bit too, that there's just by and large, some of the jokes as you go through some of the humor is very cheesy. Like, you know, like Eternals, yeah. Eternals tried to bring out some humor and it just, fell flat you know there's other things like some of the things in dr strange uh some of the jokes that that they told in dr strange even it was just you know and both all great movies i love them but at the same time i think if there's one thing that i wish that the mcu would improve on a little bit is that there are times where it's like like ragnarok was one of those genuinely funny films and it was like they were trying to recapture that and so then it's like they just like they just like just shoved everything they could into Thor, Love and Thunder, and it was just too much. Some of it was just flat out just cheesy. And so, yeah. I mean, as much as like I love the MCU with all my heart, I mean, and I, I'm a fan and I'll be a fan forever and I'll watch whatever they put out. But I, I do think that sometimes some of the humor <clears throat> that is one of like the, the, like just the ongoing themes is just that it's like sometimes the jokes are kind of groaners a little bit. Chadwick Boseman. Like, I'm not going to lie, I got emotional watching this movie, seeing that from his introduction, like you mentioned earlier, Danny, when he was introduced in the MCU, we were already, he was dealing with loss. You know, he lost his father in Civil War, and then Black Panther is about dealing with loss, right? Uh, with uh, Killmonger and his dad and how he was killed. Now, we, you know, going forward to Wakanda Forever, we know that this one's going to be about real loss, right? Because we really yeah. lost Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. Okay. And I have been a yeah. opponent. I have been an opponent of them not recasting for Black Panther because I was always like, well, you know, it's it should be a legacy character. And it should, just like James Bond, they should recast Black Panther and let the legacy be carried on. But I understand why Marvel and Disney didn't recast because it would have almost been too soon. And the way they're handling this, I think, is perfectly. Now that I've seen, got to see this movie again, knowing what's coming, you know, like this is literally like, uh, what, a couple years after this guy passed away. I really think that they they went the best route. I, I'm going to show outside real quick. We got to have a discussion about our puppies, but... Um... <laughs> I'll be right back because I got I do got a, a sidebar about that. We can let James chime in on it. But yeah, go ahead, James. Yeah, I feel like, like I haven't let you talk. Plot, James. Man, they could have did a lot better with this. Like it had dual scripts. They wanted to go Killmonger, then they wanted to go Cross. Yes. Which one they wanted to do? And then yeah. if they're gonna do a whole nother movie, why not just bring Killmonger back? I mean, I actually kinda thank you. Yeah, some you. valid points. You feel me? Yes. But I'll be right back. <laughs> I'm all about the recast. Like they weren't afraid to recast. Uh, what they're gonna have Harrison Ford play as um, Thunderbolt. Thunderbolt. We just found out. I just found out they recasted the girl from Ant Man. I I really thought a recast be the fact, but I think because it was too early, they didn't want to. But what I think is going to actually happen is another to Chala from another universe. It was Very just too early to say it then. Something will happen and there'll be a new Charla from New Universe because if, if they're not going to do that, I, I too would love to see Killmonger as, as uh, Black Panther. I know a lot of people don't, but I, I really do want that. But I, I really think that we are going to get another T'Challa from another universe. It's How just, cool 
How cool would this be if the variant from the other universe was Michael B. Jordan? Yeah. Oh. That could wow. be. It. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. That'd be that'd be pretty slick. Because that's what they did in What If. Kind of, yeah. So I reckon that's what's going to happen. We will get a T'Challa. Just they didn't want to make the announcement so soon. Even though I'm pretty thought sure T'Challa's family said to recast it to give the legacy onto someone else. But yeah, I I, I don't think you should just get rid of T'Challa the character. Because of what happened, it is sad what happened, but it's a you know I mean give another African American the chance to play a, a a character that is idolized by many. You know what I mean? Like I that's what I that's how I feel about it. That's the thing with the multiverse saga. I feel like that is one of the ways that Marvel is going to solve the problem of of actors getting too old or actors maybe having to be released from their contracts yeah. and things like that. Mm-hmm. So you can pull somebody from another universe. You can, I mean, look, they brought in three different Spider-Men. I mean, they brought, you yes. know, so pulling in, pulling in somebody else to play Iron Man, you know, pulling in, pulling in a, a variant of Captain America where we're at. Well, we have a Captain America, but I'm just saying it's like, if they wanted to like have like another Steve Rogers come back in or something like that, just, I feel like that is one way for them to say, this is how we're going to recast, but keep the continuity rather than just like, you know, having to do like a Mark Ruffalo, Edward Norton switch. That's the beauty of the multiverse, really. Here's another complaint I have about the movie. Some of the practical, you can tell that there are on set, on location sets that they use in the film. You know, you can tell that it's not all just CGI. You can see some beautiful mountains and scenery and some right. of the scenes. That looks great. Okay, all the backdrops, even the even Wakanda looks really, you know, like good, well done. But when it comes to, and Antoine alluded to this earlier, I wish he was here so he could discuss as well, but maybe that's what it was, and he mentioned that. I never thought about that. He said they used the real suit in the beginning of this movie. I didn't know that. And then in the latter parts of the film, they relied on an all-CGI costume, and that makes a lot of sense because – Every time you see that Black Panther costume, the one that charges with the purple energy, it just looks like a PlayStation 2 video game. Maybe in some parts of the movie, it looks like a PlayStation 4 video game. But when you got to that finale fight sequence, which we'll talk more about later, it straight up looks like a PS2, like PS2 graphics. Everything about it. This is the first MCU movie that started that negative trend with crappy special effects and a major motion picture this is a billion and a half two billion i forget it's maybe even more than two billion i think it maybe made three billion at the box office and here we are you know this this negative trend started with this movie and now here's marvel they're averaging a billion dollars per movie over the course of 26 27 movies and they're still not paying their special effects people enough money to get something that looks good in their films. I don't get that. That is mind-boggling. But that's what bothers me about this movie. It started that trend. It was the first Marvel movie where I was like, that looks rough, you know? I'm going to shoot on this one because this is my theory. You have a look at the people that always complain about CGI in movies. It is our age bracket. It's our generation. The generation that grew up with the 80s crappy to now. You go and grab a, a, a millennial, they will tell you that the CGI, CGI was all right because they haven't seen that transition from crap to what we got now. And our generation tends to expect more than what, you know what I mean? Get what I'm trying to say? Like we expect more. It's because we just, we, we saw what it was to where it is. 
And I just think we have too much high, high expectations. I see parts where there's fire that you can tell is fake as hell, but I'm just like, uh, I'm not going to let that get to me. As long <laughs> as the story's good, as long as the story's good. And, you know, like Wonder Woman had some bad CGI, but still the scenery and some of that was really nice and that. As long as the story's good, that's 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 what I judge a film on. But I just feel that we we do try to, we criticise it more than we should because we grew up with the 80s to now. That's a very yeah, true we've statement. We've seen that man. transition, and yeah. things have gradually got better and better and better and better. You know, it needs to continue to improve more, 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 more. Where we should be just happy with what we got compared <laughs> to what we were getting in the eighties. <laughs> That's a really good point. I mean, most of the time that when I've heard complaints about it, too much CGI and anything, not just Black Panther, but anything, it's always the older generations, the younger guys. They're like, "Oh yeah, it was a great movie," you know, like, "Okay, That's uh funny to think about i remember when like uh the toby Maguire spider-man came out you know like oh, like uh mm-hmm. back in like 2001 2002 or whatever and mind-blowing to me you know when you see it and you're just like wow and then you watch it 15 years later you know you're going back looking at the nostalgia of it and you're just enjoying it and you're just seeing that something's a little off with the green goblin spider-man fight and you're just like that cgi looks a little rough you didn't notice it at the time at the time it was there and you're just like Hey, this is awesome. That was just amazing. And then, and then, yeah, it's like, you're just like, and then you go back. And I think it's because as we progress and move forward and our technology gets better, I think sometimes like, I think there, I can't remember which, which movie it was. I was watching the other day. Uh, There was a Marvel movie. I was just tuning in on and I just thought there was just something that looked just, just a tiny bit off. Not, I wasn't like, I wasn't like super critical of it, but it's like I started to pick up on that where I was just like, like for Endgame or whatever, or Infinity War, all these movies came out. You don't think about it at the time, but then as you start getting further down the road, you go back and you look at them because maybe just there's a little bit of a enhancement that somebody made just slightly. You, you, I don't know, your eyes start picking up on that a little bit. I remember Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship of the Rings, the CGI was unreal, you know, for those movies, all three of those. And it was just like, wow. And then you go back now and you look back a little bit and you can see some you can see some of it's a little compared to what we have now. It's not that it's bad, it's just that it's just it's just different. Dated. Yeah, and if you go back and watch Iron Man one, a lot of the CGI when he's you know in the little machine that's putting the, the armor on him and everything, like looks a little more fake than it did when it first came out in 2008. But what's bad is when you have a finale in an MCU movie that came out in 2018, which is not that long ago, that looks worse than Spider-Man and the Green Goblin fighting that came out in 2002. And that's my honest opinion. This looks bad. This finale, it was rough. I was really disappointed with the special effects for the rhinos and the suit. I felt like every, every time we saw the new suit in action, not every time, but most of the time, the movements looked like a video game. It didn't look like a real person in there. You know, like it just, it just didn't look realistic. And that was one of my biggest gripes with the film. This movie also carried the terrible Marvel tradition of killing off their great villains. How much I'll agree with for sure. Killmonger is probably in the top 10 MCU villain. Well, not MCU. He's probably in the top 10 comic book movie villains of all time, in my opinion. Killing that person off at the end of the movie... <laughs> You know, why don't you save some of these villains? How cool would it be, Danny, to have a movie where all the villains from previous Marvel movies team up and fight? That would be cool, you know, instead of just bringing in 
a bunch of random robots or uh, an army of monster things with, you know, walking on all fours, like bring in all the villains from these previous Marvel movies and have them come in and team up and form a super team. That would be cool. I wish they wouldn't have killed him off. You know, I mean, you see him kneeling at the end. You don't see him getting buried or anything like that. So Exactly. So there could definitely be like, could Shuri have like put him in like a, like a cryogenic storage and like Absolutely. started working on him to, re- to rework like, you know, because, because if he would have pulled that blade out, he would have died. He didn't pull the blade out, but he did. So you just see him kneel over. Maybe they had they would have a flashback of Chadwick Boseman carrying him to the, like what kind of ICU and stuff right. like that. I mean, there's so much they could, I'm still hoping and hopeful, you know, that yeah, something could he, happen like that. He's not I, dead, mate. Oh, I don't think so. He's not dead. And so you don't think that they're going to have to go the variant route to bring him back. You think that he's not dead. I think Marvel did that on purpose, didn't show a burial scene just so that was always that would always be an option. You know, they could use him possibly for something else. Right. You know, so, I mean, there was no funeral. There was no burial. There was no throwing him in the ground or anything. So I feel like they left the door open with that one. I mean, I'm sure they could come up with, with some script to bring him back or, oh, well, this is what actually happened after he was stabbed. This happened, you know, so. So you got Iron Man who had shards in his heart and he's got this arc reactor to keep the arc. So he's got, he's got a blade, which is right there. Surely, Siri yeah, they, could come up with something, something that's part of like his character now is that he's like, yeah, I've got a, I've got a Wakanda blade stuck in my, stuck in my heart. I have to be real careful, you know, and it's like, but he's got to fight because he's the new Black Panther. I think it, that would be, I would, I'd get behind that. That would be awesome. And you know what this reminded me of? Whenever I saw the Wakandans having the ceremony on the water and they all pounded their blades on the boat, or whatever, and it made the vibrations in the water. You know what that made me think about? I bet that pissed off Namor, the Submariner. I don't know if you guys got <laughs> that from watching the movie, but yeah. That got me thinking about part two big time. Well, they have to incorporate stuff from part one for part two. They're going to have to explain Namor. So I'm curious to know how that gets explained. But it's just, I'm just scared because there's a lot to be explained in this film. The Chadwick Bosman thing, Namor. you obviously going to have a new Black Panther. It's just a lot of things are going to have to happen in this film that I'm just worried that certain things might get brushed over. Well, I don't know. But yeah, we'll see. It's probably going to be at least two and a half hours. I haven't looked up the official runtime, which I'm sure is available now to Google. It's probably going to be pushing three hours if, if I'm not. I mean, that's kind of the Marvel tradition as of late. The standard is almost 2.30. If they utilize their time properly, I think they'll have more than enough time. It's just a matter of, you know, if it actually happens. But it's Ryan Coogler, too. Don't forget that. This is the same guy that directed Creed 1, the same guy that directed the first Black Panther, same guy that directed Fruitvale Station. He's a young, young director, and I think that if anybody can pull it off, it's Ryan Coogler. And the soundtrack of the first Black Panther is really good, too. Casey. Yes. Love and my wife soundtrack. told me there's a new Rihanna song that's like uh, from yeah, credits. Have you heard it yet? No, I heard parts of it. Like I, hear I, it. I haven't I listened to it yet, but I want to hear it, though. She was talking about it earlier. Uh, is this in the second one or there's a new song in the first one? one. There's a the second one, yeah, a new Rihanna one. song for the second one. I think it's in the end credits, and people said it was really, really, really emotional. It was really powerful. So because they've already they've already done the advanced screening, uh, like a a screening for the second one, haven't they? They did a premiere. Premiere, yeah. I don't know if you saw the TikTok drama, but there was only one person who didn't like it. That everybody else has been raving about it and saying it's phenomenal. Mm. 
Mm. Well, I'll let you know. We get a day before you guys, so I'll let you know. There you go. One thing I'm hoping for for Black Panther 2, though, I know that they said that there was no end credit scene at the premiere, and there's rumor that there is a cut Doctor Doom end credit scene. So I don't know if that's true or not, but I would hope to think I would. It would be cool if Doctor Doom had been pitting Namor and the and the Wakandans all along because he wants the vibranium. That yep. would be, that would that's be a theory. Scene. They just wouldn't have done it so that things don't get leaked. Because if it's yep. got like a Doctor Doom, that's getting leaked straight away. I haven't seen anything, but yeah, like I went to look because somebody said there was a leaked image of Doctor Doom. I can't even find it. So I was like, I don't even know what they're talking about. Well, there's about. only Endgame was the only one that didn't have a post credit scene. I really don't like every other movie's had a post credit scene. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's well, there will have be, a I think there will be one, but maybe they just didn't want to put it out for the premiere because they didn't want people to leak it. Like the people, yeah. like, I'm not saying it's Doctor Doom, but I hope that that gets incorporated somehow. I think that would be a cool way to introduction, introduce him, like almost like a Thanos style introduction mm. where you see like maybe like the metal hand or maybe like, you know, just sitting there on his throne in Latveria or something like that. That would be pretty cool that you could see him as like, like the mastermind of it. I don't know that much about Doctor Doom. And this question is going to show that is Dr. Doom. So obviously I know who Dr. Doom is in the fantastic four movies, right? He's just some dude that happened to be in the cosmic explosion that created the others, you know, but it also like infused the metal with his skin or whatever. So in the comics, is he just a guy that wears an Iron Man suit or is he just made out of metal? And is it vibranium? Is it adamantium? What, like, what's the deal with him? I don't know for sure exactly what he's made out of. And if anybody knows differently, they can certainly fill it in. I think, I don't think they went into that. I'm sure like there was an infamous Iron Man at one point and he was Dr. Doom in an Iron Man costume. So they did that. Um, he is just a guy. He's horribly, he's horribly damaged under that armor and he's horribly scarred, but he is on a quest for ultimate power. And that has been like the theme of Dr. Doom. Um, like in the first, like, 1984 or 1987 secret wars he claims the power of the beyonder basically wipes out all the heroes and has to like you know and 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 then they have to figure out how to get him back and then later on he becomes like in i think in the 80s and the 90s he actually is a sorcerer as well he's not just a latverian emperor he is a sorcerer who could uh potentially match you know it'd be cool to see him go up against dr strange then because Doctor Strange have had they've had team up comic books where I know that there was a really cool issue where Doctor Doom and Doctor Strange actually went to hell to battle Mephisto to get Doctor Doom's mom's soul out of hell. And it was a really cool comic book. And it's on Unlimited if you ever look for it. I can't remember what it's called, but it's a one shot, one episode, and it's just it's awesome. But then when you really start getting getting into some really cool things where time runs out. And then you get into Secret Wars. Time Runs Out is basically talking about the conversions and the and the colliding of the universes, sort of like how they hinted at in Multiverse of Madness. That storyline is talking about the last two universes colliding, which would be Miles Morales' universe and our universe, and they were starting to overlap and collide. Doctor Doom and Doctor Strange and Molecule Man, sorry, uh, putting in that plug. The, basically, Doctor Doom and Doctor Strange almost like developed their own religions inside the inner weavings of the multiverse because they're trying to figure out ways to gain power to stop the conversions they discover it's the it's the beyonder 
or not just the beyonder, but the beyonders. It's like the alien race that created everything, basically. Dr. Doom figures out that they've created the multiverse. They've created everything. And Molecule Man is a bomb that they have put in each universe. That's how they are destroying universes. And that's why these universes are colliding, actually. Because they're setting off bombs just at random, just because they're just sick and tired of the cosmic joke. And they're going to start over. The uh, But the heroes have something to say about that. And so basically, Dr. Doom starts rounding up all of the Molecule Man variants. There's like this pile of Molecule Mans. He detonates them with the Beyonders and steals the Beyonders' powers and then recreates the universe in his own image. So that's where you get Secret Wars 2015. If you ever want to find another one that's really awesome, time runs out, Secret Wars 2015. It is going to be unreal. Like when they're talking about Secret Wars, my heart starts just racing because yes, Dr. Doom, yes, Molecule Man, all these different things. It's going to be off. I mean, if people think that the that the best days of the MCU are behind them, I have to disagree. I think that what's coming is going to make Endgame look very small. Yeah. And I think that it's going to look very, very minor compared to what's... And I'm getting excited just talking about it because it's just... <laughs> it, it's, it's, I'm pumped for it. But Dr. Yeah. Doom, that's why I think Dr. Doom has the ability to overshadow Kang the Conqueror. I think that that's why Dr. Doom has the ability to kind of like kind of swoop in and just kind of take everything, reclaim it all. And then you've got Reed Richards and the the whole, the whole battle came down to us, Reed Richards and, and uh, cause Reed Richards survived all of this, you know, in like this like cosmic life raft. He has to like basically confront doom because he, rec- he recreated everybody except Reed Richards. And so that is because of his hatred for Reed Richards. And it was just like, <laughs> it was such a, such a neat moment when you realize he stole Mr. Fantastic's family because he had the hots for Sue, you know, just different things. It was just, it's really cool. So to see it happen with that and just tying it all back into Black Panther, Black Panther played a huge part in that as well, you know, because he was there for the final battle. He fought Doom in the final battle of Secret Wars because Black Panther had an infinity gauntlet going against, up against Doom with the power of the Beyonder. It's freaking unreal. I mean, it's one of the best comic books of all time, in my opinion. It's one of my favorite stories. Secret Wars 2015 on there. It'll it'll blow your mind. If they even do a fraction of what is in those comic books, which it looks like they're going to do quite a bit, it's going to it's going to blow everybody's minds. So and just- what an honor it is to have the future actor that's going to play uh, one at least one of the variants of Molecule Man. Explain well, that. Well, you know, like I said, Kevin's got to cash the check. I've sent I've sent the check off multiple times. I've emailed him, texted him, knocked on his door at four in the morning. He just, you know, and I just, I, I, I just put up a video on TikTok of Kevin and me talking about it. And I was like, Kevin talk is cheap. Let's get this going. You know, it's like, but I do have a really cool, somebody made a molecule man action figure for me and it's on the way. I'm, I saw that. And it's like modeled to look like you, right? Yeah. It's a, my buddy That's, from uh, my, I have a friend from, and I'm sorry for talking so much guys. I apologize. No, you're um, good. Um, I, my, I have a friend from California. He's actually a buddy with Casper Van Dien from Starship Troopers. And he was on one of my TikToks lives one time. He's like, man, I'll make you a Molecule Man action figure. And I was like, dude, if you want to. And next thing you know, it's like two months later, he's sending me these pictures of me in this awesome suit. I'm just like, how much you want for that? You know, because it's uh, it's like, and I paid him just a little bit for shipping and stuff like that and a little bit of his time and labor, but it was just, it's, it's really cool. That's awesome. I love the Jabari tribe and I love yeah. M'Baku in this movie. 
Yeah, I don't know what he's saying there. I don't like. I always try to mimic what he says in the house, and my wife is like, "Jonathan, shut up!" But I'll be like, "Faster!" Is he saying faster, faster, or is he just saying like, I don't know? I just always go. Talking in the language. I think it's a language. I like him. I like his plight. I like. I like his plight. Whatever he was uh, trying to come for the throne, he said, "We're sitting back here with all this technology. You let your sister run it." I understood where he was coming from, just like Killmonger. Like they have valid points. And technically, Chadwick doesn't deserve the throne, I feel, because he lost the fight. By their rules, by their standards, you lost the fight fair and square. You're not the king. Like, you barely beat the first guy. Like, <laughs> but, Mbaku. I mean, I, yeah, Mbaku. Like, I, I, I like Chadwick, but you barely won the first time. Then you lost the Killmonger. In a way, his compassion, his sympathy makes him a good king. So, yeah, I, yeah. I can see. Devil's, devil's advocate, I can see that, too. Like, yeah, I and, I mean, look, look, let's be honest. In a real fight... Mbaku would have <laughs> he would have he would have beat T'Challa hands down. Yeah, hands both down. of them. You know what's really messed up is when you think about. So obviously it was very well, oh, not well hidden, I guess. But he didn't really like. I mean, he didn't put that info out there to the world. You know, he was going through chemo treatments. He yeah. had colon cancer, and people were talking about. You know, some people were saying stuff like you know the Crack Panther and stuff like that. Like that's. That's really heartbreaking to, you know, to not know what that guy's going through. And people were complaining, you know, people like me that have YouTube shows were complaining, saying, oh, he's not big enough. You know, like, why does he look so skinny for uh, Avengers Endgame? You know, know, for the skinny ones, let's go. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, watch his uh, Have you seen his interview at the award show where he thanks Denzel? How Denzel paid for his schooling and fight him in that? Yeah, yeah, that was amazing. That one, Mr. Denzel, yeah. my favorite actor, though. Yeah, he's my favorite actor, too, brother. Yeah, best actor, that's the best actor in the world. That's a dope 100%. That other interview where uh, the reporter was talking to him, and she was like, So, are you excited for the next one, the next Black Panther movie? And he's like, I'm, I won't be there. And like, we all didn't know what that meant, you know, uh, at the time, but he knew that his life was coming to an end. Yeah, and I also want to say that it's pretty cool. Like the people that he had around him didn't spill a secret. They didn't, you know, let it out or and get paid, you know, for insider details and stuff like that. I mean, it's it's really heartbreaking. You kind of saw like in his face when he said it. He was like, he had come yeah, to he, terms he, with it. But I mean, it's still depressing going back and looking at it now. Sad because like the fact that he put this whole franchise and company yeah. ahead of his. You know what I mean? He didn't want the attention of people and all He's that stuff. Like, it just goes to show the character, person he was. That's that. That's the sad thing. Like, yeah. yeah, he passed away sad, but how he went about it is just like, we need more people like this in the world, man. We don't, we don't, yeah. we don't <laughs> we're losing good people like this. Yeah. Like, putting other things first before them is just, yeah. He was working sad. on many projects, as a matter of fact. He finished a few yeah. movies. He was 41, yep, was right? Years. When he died? That's crazy, man. So that's a, hey, that's another thing too. That's why they all say now at thirty five, we men should get checked for prostate prostate exam. Yeah, because yeah. I had a coworker too, or a guy that I used to work for. You know, he was a little bit older than Chadwick, but still, he was like fifty five, maybe. Yeah. And you know, he never had a prostate exam, and you know that snuck up on him. Luckily, he was able to make it. Make I was it through. thinking about that myself. I thought about it one day because I hit my grandfather too, and I was thinking, you know what? One day I'm gonna have to go make that visit. I gotta go check that out. Yep. 
<laughs> but we keep putting it off like we still young. You know we dinosaurs. <laughs> I mean, I'm drinking wine these days. I mean, come on, I'm old. That's right. <laughs> I'm di- I'm type two diabetic, so I have to get I have to get my blood tested and checked and stuff like that. I have to get checked out for stuff all the time. So we're not young bucks anymore. Yeah, and Antoine, but- if you ever come back to Mississippi, just let me know. I give out free uh, prostate exams down here. So. <laughs> <laughs> just give me a call, man. Nice doctor out here in Cali. I like the Cali medicine they got out here. I'm good. <laughs> So the drama in that that first ceremonial fight is great. You know how they do that. I mean, it's so well done. I I guess I'm just a wimp, but I get emotional a lot these days during movies. I don't know what it is, but like watching that the the drama there in that first ceremonial fight, I knew what was going to happen. I knew that Chadwick was going to beat Mbaku, but I was th- I was still like, oh god, is, is he going to beat him? <laughs> When his mom yells out, "Show him who you are!" Yeah, I, I, and I, I start bawling. I'm just like, it just, it just gets. I get pumped. I was watching that with my boys a couple, few weeks back, and I was just like, just, I'm just standing back, just crying because I'm just like, this movie's so great. Yeah, there's a lot of great moments in the movie. There, it's, it's, there's a lot of very well executed, and like I said earlier, Ryan Coogler directed this. If they didn't have a great director, this movie could have fell apart especially with some of the special effects and some of the other things I was talking about. He's the one that held this movie together. Not only that, but made it work like it did. Probably the most organic romance that we've had in the whole entire MCU is in this film with Nakia and Chadwick Boseman. I don't think that Hemsworth and Portman was that. I mean, it was okay. Their their romance was okay, but it wasn't super organic and it didn't feel organic. <laughs> this one felt organic. Because he kept chasing her and she kept saying, I want to go out here and do this and do other stuff. That's realistic. Women, that's how it is. I want to go do this. Girl, sit here and let me love you. You know, come back yeah. here. I got a whole kingdom for us. Well, I will say one thing that we are going to miss out on now is in the comic books, Black Panther actually married Storm. The, uh, yeah. What? She was the queen of Wakanda for a little yes. while. Yes. Yeah. I and there's a multiverse. So, with the introduction of the X Men, it's kind of sad not to because that would be just a cool tie in together. Mm-hmm. That's why all the more reason to bring Killmonger back. I mean, there you go. Yeah. And hey, then Killmonger marries Storm. That would be legit. Hey, we mentioned the soundtrack earlier. Obviously, the soundtrack is stellar. I got a little teary eyed when I saw Stan Lee pop up in the casino scene. Oh, which, yeah. by the way, that undergreen, I mean, undergreen. That underground uh, casino scene was pretty awesome too, though. That was a that was a cool little fight scene. Yeah, cool it was. Sequence, lots lots of fun to be had there. My favorite scene was at the uh, exhibition, Killmonger when he goes to get the vibranium. Yeah, that's that my was favorite awesome. thing. They had the whole little history lesson. Yeah, the history. Now I love that. That yep. was my favorite. And also, what's his name? The guy that played Ulysses Claw. Yep. He also plays Gollum. Andy, Andy Circus. Andy Serkis. And he plays Alfred in the new Batman movie, but yeah, he is a really good actor too. He's yeah. a he's an yeah. underrated actor in my opinion. A lot of people don't give him enough praise, you know, but I think that I mean, anybody that can put on all these lights and, and bulbs and everything on their head and give a performance in Planet of the Apes or, uh, you know, Lord of the Rings and give that emotion in your face, you know, just – just using your face. You're not, I mean, I guess he does his arms and everything else. Just conveying that emotion, you know. And by the way, I love those, the new uh, Planet of the Apes trilogy. Have you guys ever seen those? 
Oh, yeah. I play Caesar, like the, the lead eight. Not and, right, oh, right. Gosh. That's but another, another one, like you said, that they have a bad habit of killing off good villains. And they killed him, too. Another one they killed off. Yep. Killmonger and uh, Ulysses Claw, two in one movie, dead. No. Killmonger in this film is ruthless. Speaking of Ulysses Claw getting killed, he doesn't care. Like, I love that scene. That's what I love about villains. Like, I don't like to see the villains as much the ones that are like, Oh, I'm a good guy, and I, you know, I didn't mean for this to happen, and now I just have to go. He had a mission. He was on. He was on mission. The he, whole was, time. he was on yeah. mission, and everything but else was. He shot. He shot his girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't care. I, yeah, I loved his performance that's in the movie. I love that he's that part, unredeemable. Trying to say villain. that that's that's how they were trying to show. That's their way of expressing that, the the desperation he was feeling. Like any means necessary, mm-hmm. I got to accomplish this goal, and yep. I. Was, I respect that. He's probably my favorite villain, man. I liked him. I yeah, like Sam. I, I like that guy. Nah, they got to bring him back. He's coming back. I, I, I'd be very, very shocked if he never comes back. It's Michael B. Jordan, man. The only way I see him not coming back is if he goes and does like Superman. When you and just he brought up multiverse, that gave me something there. I wasn't thinking that way. But yeah, multiverse, bring him back through that way. I can see that mm-hmm. happening. And he can come back as good, play Black Panther. Or I reckon he comes back as T'Challa from another universe. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah, he's already the Black Panther in the whole yeah. Of the universe. Yeah, there's a lot of options there. And some people don't like the multiverse concept, but that's why I do like it. Because it gives yeah. you those options. Yep. You have a whole sandbox to play with now. Speaking of Killmonger, while we're on the topic, his origins in this film are so good, man. You know, that family ties that he has with T'Challa and T'Chaka, right? And how, you know, Black Panther's dad killed his dad. And it's just such a personal vendetta, you know, that is so well executed. Such a great backstory. And the actors, like I said, Michael B. Jordan, great actor. Phenomenal. And the body of a Greek god, literally. So, end of the movie, Wakanda reveals himself to the world. They've been keeping their technology a secret. I think that's a cool post-credit scene. The way they did it was brilliant. Went to, up to Oakland, I think, or something like that. Get completely over Africa where they live in huts and walking on bare floors. But hey, let's go to Oakland and see what's popping up there. But anyway. I just think that it's cool that there's going to be like ramifications for that end credit scene in Black Panther 2 because right. one of the clips is Namor coming out of the water and saying, like, what right have you to show this to the world, you know? And, like, oh. he's, he's ticked off that they're revealing this because I think there's going to be a dispute over vibranium. Oh. Namor's going to be like, you're not sharing that with everybody because we want it. We want that. So you're not just going to give all your stuff to the world. So I think that's where the con- some of the conflict is going to. Mm. Namor's yeah, gonna wage war- Namor wants to wage war on the dry land. You know. I'm excited for the movie. I just wish we had Black Panther back in the movie. I wish Chad was back or Killmonger. That's it. I'm excited for the movie, though. So, guys, if you had to give this movie a rating on a scale of 1, or I'm sorry, 0 to 10, 0 being awful in every way possible, and 10 being perfect, amazing, loved it, what do you rate this film? We'll start with you, Mr. Matt from Talking Pop Culture. Well, I gave it a 9 out of 10. Nine out of ten. That's pretty high. Because I love movies where you learn about culture and that. Even if it's a fake culture, a different, you know, Wakanda. I just love culture stuff. 
right. You probably like Avatar too, then. Avatar is up there. What are you talking about? Okay, James, what you got? Uh, I'm gonna give it an eight out of ten. Okay. I'm gonna uh, give it Danny eight. looks like he was about to say something, so go ahead. I'm gonna give it an eight point five out of ten. So 8.5. Okay. I heard your rating earlier, Antoine. So go ahead and throw it out there. I was saying a good solid six, but you know, maybe a seven to make it a little better. It wasn't so bad. (laughs) It surprises me that you give it as low as a six. A lot of people give me heat for this because I have it at a six. And like I said, I had some complaints. I had, you know, the special effects, his suit, that finale fight was just very underwhelming to me. It literally looked like PlayStation yep. 2 graphics. Yep. And everything with the suit looked bad, but when at the end, whenever they dropped down into that tunnel where the trains were at, that's when those suits went from looking bad to awful. As soon as they were dropping, even when they were trying to like catch themselves going down the wall, it was almost like they ran out of money from the budget. <laughs> and they let, yep. like, you know... That is better enough time in Wakanda throughout the movie for me. Like, I just feel like they should have spent more time in Wakanda, showing a little more technology, just some different day-to-day life type of stuff going on. They came back out in the real world. We know what the real world looks like. We want to see what Wakanda looks like. That was my point. So they, they could have done more of that. That's why I give it a solid six and a half, seven in a push. But I also have it at a six. And uh, like I said, six to me is not terrible by any means. No. My my threes and fours, you know. Well, uh, the four threes and fours are pretty. My bad. My twos are bad. Threes and four average. Five uh, six is probably it's pretty good. Yeah, six. To, so to me, for it to start being bad, it has to at least be like a four or three point five. Yeah, if I have it at a six, that means that it's on the lower tier of the MCU films. It's not at the bottom though. The bottom would consist of Captain Marvel, Eternals, Iron Man uh, two, <laughs> Thor: The Dark World. So it's not as low as those. But it's on the lower tier for for me personally. But that's just my personal preference. What did you give She-Hulk? She-Hulk? Well, She-Hulk's a show, so that's kind of different. It's not a movie. But She-Hulk is probably in my top three uh, Disney Plus shows. I've already told you. Is it above or below WandaVision? So my (laughs) – I don't know why we're talking about my rankings, but in my <laughs> Disney Plus show rankings, the number one is Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That's like an eight or a seven point five. Then WandaVision probably number two, and then you know She Hulk might be my third favorite, honestly, because I liked it better than Hawkeye. I liked it better than uh, a lot. Miss Marvel was crap. So did you enjoy She Hulk more than Black Panther? No. Wow. No. No. Yeah, think about it. See that, 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 that. I did have to think about it because She-Hulk's probably gonna be a 5.5 whenever I write it down. But She-Hulk, I had a blast with that show. A lot of people hate it. I don't know why. I guess I liked it. That's all I was saying. I like it. Yeah. I mean, like, okay, so you have people get so caught up with their politics these days, right? And yep. you know, and look, conservatives and democrats are both uh guilty of this, right? Yeah. So a lot of conservative people are like, oh, I don't like She-Hulk because it's too feminism or whatever. Like, we're all being lied to, man. We're all being lied to. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't care if I mean, it's sexism, don't care if it's race, don't care whatever. I keep politics out of movies and sports and yeah, shows. But, That's well, how my don't theory do that, <laughs> We go there to escape the real world. Exactly. We don't want- I wish that they would leave politics and agendas especially. Did Black Panther shit on white people? No. It freaking... Was good. 
It uplifted everybody. It uplifted yeah. everyone. That's what I'm That's saying. Cool. Don't make shows to shit on certain races and cultures and sexes. They, yep. You look at the first two phases up until now and you will see the change and the difference. And they've just got to stop it. They've got to stop Big it. Big difference. There was no agenda in the first two phases of the Marvel films. No agenda. They were just making good movies. Like, I don't care what your politics are. Just leave it out of the film, period. Like, yeah. I don't know. That's the thing about Black Panther. Like, just sticking to Black Panther. did. It kept politics out of it. Yes. And they created something great. That was one That's of the last it. movies where they kept politics out of it, I think. Yeah. Because that, that was like the end of phase well, two, Shang right? Well, Shang-Chi didn't really have much politics as well. But see, no, but the movie that. within itself, the movie itself was a political statement. Like the whole, the movie itself, without even adding politics into it, the movie itself was a political statement. That's what, that's why they didn't have to add it in. So they, they don't get a pass for it. They just didn't have to do it. The whole movie itself was a, a, a political statement. That's why it sold so much. It was like the second highest grossing Marvel film of all time. And we, we just yeah, it made multi-billion dollars. Yeah, it's the second highest and we gave it a six. Like that's what that's yep. my whole point. People went to go see it just for the moment and what it meant. Mm -hmm. But I mean, it was still a good film. I don't want to say it like that. It was, but at the end of the day, it was a political move. Everything has a message. Everything. You can't handle the truth. You don't have the answer, Sway. <laughs> they want to do good. Have Shang Chi and um, Black Panther join together, fight. There you go. Oh yeah, all of them are going to be in the new uh, Avengers movie. Anyway, guys, we're getting carried away. Let's go ahead and end this thing before we talk another hour. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us. I'm going to go ahead and throw down Matt and Danny's social media information, as well as Antoine. I know that Antoine, you can find him on YouTube as well at Mr. Lions, if I'm or what is yeah, it? Mr. Lions, I believe. I'm a recluse, though. Nothing on there but music videos. Heck, yeah. Well, guys, thanks for joining me. Thank you guys for watching. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe. Look at us on Facebook. Also, don't forget to check us out on Instagram and TikTok at Real Comic Book Cinema. Until next time, have a good one.